and welcome back for another edition of Wrestling is Trash, another nonsensical podcast where we talk about professional wrestling, past, present, and quite possibly the future. A couple of things you should know that you can follow Wrestling is Trash on Twitter at Wrestling Be Trash. You can also follow on Instagram at Wrestling is Trash. And there's a Facebook page somewhere out there in the ether of Facebook that you can follow. Just look up Wrestling Is Trash and you can find every single episode of this podcast on WrestlingIsTrash.com. Returning are um, some former guests of the show who are here because they got a whole bunch of shit to say. I don't even know what we're going to talk about. We just talked about a whole bunch of pale people on the roster in WWE. And uh, we can probably compare some uh, skin tones and everything and see what's going on. But I have one Mr. Nick Anacetta with me. What they do? What they do? And I also have one Mike Main Event Swerve. Scope out to my now, everybody. What? <laughs> it's, it's this Twitter thing. You know, it's just like basically what's your opinion on whatever. And so you put scope out to my Mana over a picture, and then a bunch of people give you their opinion for some reason. It's some Ghanaian thing. Uh, it sounds like you seeing some damn shit off of the Lion King or something. Squash banana or some <laughs> shit. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it could be Rafiki. Yeah, it's like Sopa to Mana. Yeah. And a lot of people have like muted that phrase on Twitter because they don't want to see that anymore. Uh, speaking of the Lion King, it sucked, so don't go see it. <laughs> oh, no problem there. I, I won't say it. Uh, I haven't seen it. Well, well I, I'll tell you what. I retract that statement. It's a good movie. Um, visually speaking, it it looks fan fucking tastic. You think you out there in Serengeti or somewhere, and they got real damn lions jumping around trying to eat you and shit. But it looks damn good. <laughs> I think it's the best movie ever made in current times with a motherfucking computer. And uh, but it sucked. I keep saying it sucked, but I'm telling you it's a good movie, but I wouldn't have paid to go see it if my wife and young child didn't want to go see it. So there you go. Hypocrite. <laughs> yeah. Look, <laughs> see, this was the thing about it. I knew from the beginning that I didn't want to see that damn movie. And I did not talk about it purposely. And I didn't bring it up no time around the house because I knew if it was uttered, I was going to have to go see it. So I kept my mouth shut. Didn't say nothing. I thought I would get well past it for about a week or two. Then something new, hot and fresh would come out and we'd be trying to go see that. But they was like, well, you off on Wednesday. I'm off on Wednesday. Let's go see the Lion King. I was like, son of a bitch. Yep, I was ducking and dodging that motherfucker, man. Just as much as they was trying to uh, not push Finn Balor. Oh, (laughs) everything in our power to not push him. We're not going to do it. Mm -hmm. On that topic, who else is they um, highly uh, freaking ducking and dodging not to put out there in the limelight or whatever? I ain't seen the tag team champions of the female variety in a long while other than WWE.com exclusives when they're talking about are you joking me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that's exactly what I was asking earlier on, on Twitter. Is sort of like, you know, when was the last time the Iconics even had a title defense, you know, to be quite honest. And it's, the thing is, here's the thing. I watched them in NXT 
in some of those fatal four-way matches between like Billy Kay and Peyton Royce and others. And it was clear that they were like far and away, like the worst in the ring at that point. But I think they can wrestle. And I think that they put on some entertaining matches and stuff. So it's weird to me that they're not even just fighting, let's say fire and desire. You know, you guys want to see that, you know, Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville or, you know, some other teams that are there, you know, Ember Moon, and Bailey, or who knows what, right? Because, you know, Bailey could kind of use another tag partner, mm-hmm. um, you know, since Sasha isn't around and things of that nature. And so I just find it weird that they're not, they're not out there. I mean, honestly, guys, I think that they have defended these, these titles less than Dean Ambrose when he was a U.S. champion. <laughs> and that never happens. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think the attack's not bad. Been jamming out to their theme song lately for some odd reason. Uh, you already know the <laughs> what is it, the Kabuki Warriors? They're they're going to be the ones who beat them. Yeah. Maybe once they beat them, they'll you know do something. I think they might do a three way at SummerSlam mm-hmm. with the Iconics, the Warriors, and uh, Fire and Desire. Maybe like as a pre show thing. Seeing that I'm a pervert, every time I hear the Kabuki Warriors, I automatically think Bukaki in my mind. <laughs> of course you do. That's, that's different. Yeah, I think, it, it's, I think it's a different, it, then, uh, then different it, translation. It, it kind of goes back to what we was talking about earlier before it came out. All the pale people. Pale, uh, Paige is the leader of the pale c- crew of the book Kabuki Warriors, and we got Bukaki all over the place. Goddamn. <laughs> Kyrie is pale as fuck. Oscar is pale as fuck. Paige is pale as fuck. And you got Bukaki is all over the place. There you go. <laughs> Speaking of uh, people they haven't pushed, I know this is mad random, but where's uh, Robert Rude? Yeah, who is that? Oh. Oh, the glorious NXT champion. Yeah, what, what happened to that guy? Because, I mean, I mean, they even, like, cut Chad Gable's hair, and they're like, hey, ladies, you know, he's supposed to be, like, a heartthrob now or something. I don't freaking know. But anyways, Robert Rude, now he has a mustache, and he's literally chasing the 24-7 title. I don't know if you guys caught that a couple weeks ago. He's like behind EC3 and Noe Jose and maybe a couple other guys running after the 24-7 championship. Kind of sad. Now, uh, I think it's sad EC3 is not pushed either. Not saying to like the title picture, but at least on Raw. Since he came to WWE, he's just been like, blah. You know, I've seen him do some good things in TNA when I was uh, watching it at the time. Him and uh, Rockstar Spud, a.k.a. Drake Maverick. They did a lot of um, things together. They're good as a tandem, but um, they ain't doing like a hella shit right now with that guy. I lo- I love Drake Maverick though. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, oh yeah, he's one of the best I'm, parts of Raw. Oh yeah, I just <laughs> I just love him. Have you seen Twenty Four Seven Champion All Truth? Yeah, and he has a, <laughs> a, a nice looking uh, wife. Oh, that oh yeah. Well. yeah. Maybe, uh, maybe. I, oh no. I think, I think she does some pretty good, some pretty good roles herself, you know, when it comes to like, you know, carrying up kayfabe on Twitter and the like exclusive interviews, like she really plays it off. Well, the, the situation they're supposedly going through and the lack of consternation or constipation as our truth calls it. Either good luck with your constipation. <laughs> our <laughs> truth is hysterical. He's honestly hysterical. Yeah, he's like the Metamucil bit. That was that was the best when he said that he can get him some Metamucil. I was like, oh my god, I was rolling, looking for horns <laughs> Yeah, yeah. The, that's the best. Did you hear him? I didn't know our truth was that entertaining. I'll, One thing I wanted to I ask always knew you, you guys, that entertaining. 
One thing I wanted to ask you guys, since they brought Heyman and Bischoff in, you know how they have this superstar wild card rule thing? Yeah. Do you think that might end? I mean, it's from, I don't know. I mean, I'm not watching the whole entire product from beginning to end. But from what I have seen is like, haven't they been doing it like less? It's not like crazy. How the, only one who, the only one who's consistently on both is Roman. Mm-hmm. But it's funny because after the superstar shakeup, Roman went to SmackDown. But since then, he's been on more Raws than SmackDown. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's very true. I think I think AJ's maybe gone a couple times, but I mean that's about it. And the other thing, guys, is you're not hearing it advertised as much. You know, they say, "Oh, they're invoking their wild card rule or whatever tonight, and they're going to be taking on Ricochet." And it's like, okay, I thought it was supposed to be something that's supposed to be wild. You know, it's supposed to be something that's supposed to be kind of an attraction or just kind of a neat thing that happens. You're watching, you know, at the end of hour one, and then someone comes out to challenge for the U.S. title. It's not like and don't miss it, guys. After the next two commercial breaks, there's going to be a wild card challenge. I'm like, no, it, I want it to be a surprise. If we're going to do this, then it needs to be like a surprise. Because otherwise, it's just like predictable. And yeah. you can then start thinking about what's going to happen in the match. And, you know, is there going to be interference? And how long is it going to be? And, I mean, you want to talk about predictable, guys. I hate this idea of, all right, guys, the next fall is coming up right after this message from Pizza Hut. It's just like, no, guys, I don't. If it's if it's like two out of three falls, I don't want to know when the falls are going to happen. Yeah, no, I agree. I'm just I'm just curious, like I said, I guess kinda of like you were telling before where they're gonna push. Like I've already read and it's kinda of obvious already in a way that Heyman's pretty big on Ricochet. Mm-hmm. And then what we were kinda of saying, I think I think Bischoff's gonna be big on Aleister Black. I think he's gonna be big on Shinsuke as well. That's a oh really? That's a combo we haven't seen yet, right? Uh, Shinsuke versus Alistair Black. I don't think we've ever seen him like, ever ever. Okay. I don't think so. I know no. Kofi. I know Kofi wants to go at it with him. Mm. I think that would be a good combo if they if uh, presented right. Which one, Kofi or Alistair? With them, Al- Alistair and uh, Shinsuke. Yeah, wouldn't yeah. It be a bad start for Alistair going for the IC title too. But you already know Ali's going to go that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but after that promo on uh, Tuesday with Kofi and Randy, that shit was legit. Yeah. Randy pretty much telling him, "Hey, if Ali didn't get hurt, you wouldn't even you wouldn't even be here." And it's like, "Yo, that's the truth." <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, Kofi exactly, literally you know, said in an interview. Kofi says in an interview he thinks he wouldn't even have been on WrestleMania if Ali didn't get hurt. Mm-hmm. Man, I mean, that's crazy. And- yeah. It's not so. I'll tell you that Kofi momentum, as much as I don't want it to die, has already died. I went to Money in the Bank, and that was like five weeks after Mania. And now it wasn't like the pop like it was that day. Of course not. <laughs> no, but just in yeah. general, like, you could tell people were turned off by the him and Kevin Owens match. I thought it was still pretty good. I enjoyed it, but. Yeah. Uh, well, it's kind of, it's kind of like too. Becky. You know, Becky's lost momentum since WrestleMania. You know, she doesn't. Oh yeah. What, oh yeah. I saw Becky at a house show two weeks ago, and she was. Oh yeah. Way cool down. Way cool. Yeah. Like, uh, how cool? Oh, very cool. Like the other side of the pillow, cool. Oh yeah, but uh, but I'm you know me, I'm a little biased towards the uh, waist. Ice so. cold. Ice cold. Yeah, exactly, right? 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, probably not that, but certainly, I mean, and you can tell, and we were talking about this too, Nick, uh, last time we were on. And the, the thing is, Seth Rollins is playing such a like, he might as well have a shirt. And yeah, he has a shirt now that says the man's man. I don't even want to get into that one, but he might as well have a shirt that says like Becky's boyfriend or something with an arrow to her. It's like, why aren't they like a power couple? You know, when I look at Lacey and Baron, I know that they're not <clears throat> a couple in real life or they're not even supposed to be a couple. They're sort of like the anti-couple. But the thing is, they seem more of a couple. They seem more like they're in power than like Seth and Becky do. They just seem like they're just kind of like buddy, buddy. And Seth's like, oh, my God, look at Becky Lynch. Wow, it's so cool. You know, she's coming out here. She's my girlfriend. And it's like, dude, you're like the company champion. Like, I mean, aren't you supposed to be like representing at the very front of the line, you know, the top company guy? And so it's like, oh, my God, guys, I can't believe my Becky Lynch's boyfriend. And and that's he's like, like he's like two baby face. Yes, he's yes. two baby, and that's why Brock's champion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Again, um, again. Yeah, I mean, see, and and that's the thing, you know, like uh, New Age Insiders, they talk about, you know, the break in case of emergency. The last guy, you know, and like, oh, well, it's the Undertaker. Mm-hmm. I would actually argue that that guy's Brock Lesnar. You know, because oh, I so many times. Man. They've they've gone to to Brock Lesnar. I I understand Undertaker from like a big nostalgia standpoint. Amen. But in terms of where the company's going, it goes to Brock every time. Man, they need it if, too. If you break anything, it, it better not be Undertaker because he probably gonna break a hip. Break a. <laughs> hey, but hey, you can't say he he did not. He was very good at extreme rules. I can. Yes, he did. I can't, I can not say that he did look good at Extreme Rules. You know why? Because I didn't fucking watch it. That's why. <laughs> oh, well, you need to. I think, because I know, speaking of Jake, I know he's, he's listed, has a list of opponents. I think McIntyre is one. So I could see that being a Mania match. The top of his list need to be Shady Oaks Retirement Home. That's number one on his goddamn <laughs> list. He's such a hater. Fuck Undertaker. How about that? <laughs> not the man, not the person providing for his family, but the goddamn character. Speaking of Drew, though, I want to see Drew do something. He needs to get off the Shane McMag, uh, McMag, McMahon little thing over here. Drew's too good to be doing this. Yeah, I mean, shit. I mean, we can name so many. All right, all right. Barred from this <laughs> McMahon bullshit or whatever. Top five. Matches that you will want to see Drew McIntyre in. We're gonna start with you, Mike. Give us your first one, and Nick, you give us your first one, and I give you my first one. We'll just rotate around till we get down to number one. So wait, okay. you want to say the match? Wait, we want to see. We want to say the match we want to see yeah. the most first, or we say that last. The your number one is like what you want to see the most. Okay. 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 Um, let's see. For me, I would say. I would like to see uh, Drew McIntyre versus AJ Styles. Mm-hmm. All right, what you got, Nick? Hmm. Might sound weird, but I think it's because they'd have a good storyline with it. But I want to see, and I might regret saying it first, but Drew and Triple H randomly. Fuck and no, but okay, that's your opinion. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to see that. I, 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 is. Undertaker is my top five of motherfuckers I don't want to see wrestle no more. And Triple H is slowly creeping into that. He probably at number six right now in the top five. 
<laughs> he just turned 50, huh? How about that, guys? Mm. You know, the young gun, man. That means still, he's still in hanging his, in there. Yeah, that means he in his prime. He can get like two more championships. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> All right, so uh, Drew McIntyre and Big E. Okay. Yeah, that, that's a really good one. I didn't think about that one. And I hear Big E's going to be getting more of a, a push. At least, you know, some some sources that aren't slice wrestling have been saying that. <laughs> so I feel like that could be that could be a thing. You know, I see it. Because, I mean, he hasn't been pushed really since he was intercontinental champion with AJ Lee when she was in the company. So think about how long that that was. Yeah. All right. Um, I, I say we just do top three. Top three? You can't think of no more? <laughs> no, I can't. I'm just talking. We might be here a minute. <laughs> okay, I got I got another one. Um, I would say Drew McIntyre versus Cesaro. Mm-hmm. Okay. My number two is my number two is uh, Drew and AJ though. Drew and AJ. Okay. I let's see. I'm just I'm cheating right now. I'm scrolling through the roster page. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't help because. We- because I put all one, so it's just like Drew versus Jinder versus Heath. What? <laughs> yes, it's oh, 3MB. Yeah, 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 yeah. A triple threat match. 3MB showdown, man. And they could do it at Money in the Bank, so it's like three, you know, the triple threat Money in the Bank 3MB match. Have they have to be legit? Have they had any interaction since they all been back? Uh, yeah, Drew McIntyre Claymore kicked the shit out of Heath Slater's face. <laughs> oh yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, they threw the money down on him and everything and all that shit. Yeah, <laughs> he fucked his face up. He's like, <laughs> he's like, fuck your couch. Um, okay, so so wait, are we doing top top three or are we still doing? Um, I didn't, I didn't get my, I, I, I didn't get my my second one. Uh, let's see. Um, I think which author of pain will it be, B Rob? Come on, man. It's uh, Aiko. <laughs> Now, um, what, what, do you, what do you think about Drew McIntyre and uh, Chad Gable? I think that'd be great. Word. Yeah, I Chad mean, Gable can go. So as long as they don't squash him. Yeah, Gable's kind of outsized, but if they give him, you know, sort of like the match would be like if it was Drew McIntyre versus Ricochet. You know, you got to give him some chances to to fly high, to you know, run around the ring. You know, some some maybe suicide dive kind of situations, like those kinds of things, mm-hmm. uh, drop kicks, all those kinds of things to use his speed and agility. That can be a good match. Okay. Word. And what you, what you got there, Nick Daddy? Or is it back to Mike? No, he's up. No, back to Mike. Oh. Okay. So, I actually do like the idea of Drew McIntyre versus Ricochet. I feel like that's something that that should happen, you know, and it really just goes the same way as the Gable match does, I think, with that speed and agility being used over Drew's power. Mm-hmm. All right, what you got, Nick? Drew and Shinsuke. Yeah, that could work. I was uh, also thinking okay. about um, Drew and uh, Andrade. I mean, that'd be a rematch from that takeover where Andrade got the belt from him. Yeah. But um, that was at War Games. Yeah, yeah, War Games in Houston. That that was the one. Yep. But what I would like to see, um, um Eric from the Viking Raiders against Drew McIntyre. 
Oh, shoot, man. Eric is the small one, just in case you didn't know. <laughs> yeah. Wow, man. Um, man, that's, that's a hard one to talk, actually. Um, you know, one we haven't seen, at least in years, I would say... I would say Drew and Sheamus, because I think Sheamus could still go, and I think they'd put on a really good show, because Drew has definitely improved since the last time they fought. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't mind seeing him and uh, Jinder Mahal go at it, just because. <laughs> you know, I didn't like how they, uh, I like, I get it, everyone hated Jinder after like a month of being champion, but I think they still should have kept him up in some sort of picture. I think he's he just faded off for no reason. Mm-hmm. You know, speaking of faded off, I'm, as I scroll through this roster and everything, um, a name just uh, flashed across here: Luke Harper. What the fuck is that guy at? And um, that would so be a good I, opponent I, for uh, I Drew read, McIntyre. <laughs> I read like two weeks ago he was supposed to be coming back to a live event, and obviously he didn't. Mm-hmm. He apparently asked for his release. I want to say, or was and going they, to be released, and yeah. something yeah, pulled that up. Well, yeah, he, so I think he's like in a holdout. Yeah, so he's like, I want to go. And it was like, he got, fuck I think you. he got denied his, right? Yeah, there's like, fuck you. <laughs> so is he like in so what happened right in now? situations like that? Do you just like not go to work and get paid? I mean, you had to honor your contract. I mean, you just sit around and, I mean, it's a Sasha Banks situation. You just fuck off somewhere, I guess. So you just go to, you just go to Japan and train with people at random and then post Instagram pics and you're like, woo, love life. Mm. And somehow it doesn't like affect you. Yeah, because I mean, regard- I don't think she'll ever leave WWE. Because regardless of them not being on TV, uh, they're still doing work for the goddamn company, doing media shit and other things and whatnot. So I don't know how that works. Cricket commercials, cricket commercials they filmed like eight months ago that still air. What about Jimmy Wang Yang? Can we get Drew McIntyre versus Jimmy Wang Yang? <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy <laughs> Wang Yang's a go. I was gonna say hammer I got, yeah. I got another topic of conversation. Oof. This is a hella early, good six months in advance, but and I think you two might be going to the Rumble. Obviously it's in Houston. Yep, yep. Um who yep. do you think is a favorite to win the Rumble? Me. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Out man. of nowhere. Yeah, I'm gonna just jump off the goddamn the scoreboard at uh, the Minute Maid Park. Just, yeah. <laughs> I'm going with Ricochet. I really think Ricochet could win the Rumble. Yeah. yeah you know, um, I, I don't want to, I don't want to like take that from you, you know, cause, like uh, Ricochet is definitely high on the list, I would say. But the other one I would say is the one that uh, Bureau mentioned against Drew McIntyre. I think Big E. I think Big E might, right? Because, and not because, oh, you know, Kofi had his moment at WrestleMania. It might be a totally different picture, but, if we're going to have Big E get the push, that could be a good thing, and it can keep the New Day and the limelight going into WrestleMania, you know? And so maybe there's, I don't know, maybe they end up do breaking up the New Day, maybe they don't, or whatever the case may kinda be. Kind of like, they, kinda you, like you can have Big uh, e. the, Batista, the Batista Triple H thing, like Evolution. They should. Yeah. Batista wins, and then everyone thinks he's going to challenge SmackDown, then he beats up Triple H. I think they should never break up the new day. I mean, they could still do what y'all talking about, but it should be it shouldn't be like no betrayal or nothing like that. It'd just be like we gonna do this and we gonna do it at WrestleMania. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't know, like Xavier Woods or something. I don't look. I don't know, but just or or maybe even that. Like maybe Kofi ends up getting the title back or something, and then you have 
Big E versus Kofi Kingston at WrestleMania or something like that. I, I'm not sure. Speaking, um, of, speaking of the but things. I, with, but the that's the thing with the WWE title, the WWE championship that I do like, even though I wish it was held up higher more than the Universal title. But you already know, like, Brock's champion. It's going to be the, like, Seth, Roman, or Braun who beats them. But the WWE title, you really don't know. Like, honestly, like, you don't know who's going to beat Kofi for it. Because I think he's, Kofi's going to be Orin to kind of make himself a little more legitimate. But after that, like, who's going to be the one to beat Kofi? Yeah. That's what I was going to ask. Because, I mean, they have the match at SummerSlam. But, honestly, it can go either way. Because look what happened with Bray Wyatt when he won the championship. As soon as he went up against Randy Orton, boop, it was gone. Uh, yeah, because I know their advertise the next pay-per-view after that in September is... uh. Hell in a Cell, and that match is apparently already advertised, Kofi and Randy. So maybe Randy does win at SummerSlam, and that's Kofi's rematch. Maybe. Or maybe they give him another sort of rematch thing, you know, or whatever the case may be. But, you know, to me, um, you know, I just, I, I honestly think, guys, and I just thought about this when we were talking about who's going to, you know, win the Royal Rumble. Depending on how they do the storyline, it could be Kevin Owens. And either that or Kevin Owens could be the one to be Kofi Kingston, because I don't know if you guys know this or not, but like it supposedly been said that Kevin Owens is supposed to be the reason that like Shane McMahon gets off TV, at least like for the most part, because I mean, freaking man, he's like on eight segments a week or something like that. And yeah, so, very, uh, very annoying. You know, mm-hmm. I, I think Kevin Owens would be the perfect guy to kind of go over as a baby face. And okay, so we don't want to give, you know, the title to just like some villain or some heel from Kofi because that's really going to take the crowd out of it. But maybe you have a crowd favorite like Kevin Owens, and he just happens to have all the momentum, and you know they strap the rocket ship to him, so to speak, and he ends up beating Kofi. Uh, I have a solution. Kona Reeves. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> wow, man! There's so many people that would love that, you know, and and even in podcast land, like Mance Chapel and Phil Cataldo and. So many other people, you know, I mean, the whole rant with that network, you know, that's out there, like, like all of those people would just love Kona Reeves winning. So, I mean, just imagine unifying the fan base that way. I just want to, I want the street profit. Yeah. What the fuck is up with them? They're giving the show recaps and everything during the breaks and whatnot. (laughs) So what I heard is I heard they're not going to even wrestle on raw. I think they're just there to be like that comedy piece. Because it seems everyone's liking them online. It's just, we all see how it is, though. When's the last team that came from NXT, a tag team now, really been gone over on the main roster? You can't say the Revival, because the only reason they got it is because they asked for their release. Yeah. You can't do the Ascension Order. And even then, even then it took them like two years. I hope they're going to blow it with the Undisputed Era. Oh, God, they're going to blow it. The B team. Yeah, <laughs> you got to think. I don't know how they're going to do the undisputed era on the main roster because, like, they don't have size. You know, that's what people like. Well, it's going to be a while, and they have the numbers, so it doesn't matter how many. I mean, it doesn't matter your size if you got a gang of motherfuckers. I mean, what you want? Yeah. What you want? Uh, what three? What, what's the thing? You want a one horse sized duck? Or like five <laughs> duck-sized horses or some shit. <laughs> no, here's what you do, guys. So, so they don't have size, right? So what they do is they do basically the exact same thing that like NWO or the Shield did, 
but they did it on 205 Live, you know what I mean? Just like test it out. So you got all these like short guys. And it's like, yeah, man, there's a new sheriff in town on 205 Live. And they just kind of like wreck shop and everything. And they just totally owned the cruiserweights or whatever. I mean, it doesn't really go anywhere. And like, it only happens, like, let's say an hour before the show actually starts. But, but you know, they can at least take over 205 Live, you know, and then maybe it gives you a test for what they could do later. That's literally the only thing you can think of. Because otherwise, they're going to run into a Brock or a Braun or a Drew or a Roman or so many other guys who are bigger. And it just doesn't make sense. They just, they can't, they can't do it, especially now with the OC being a thing. And I'm not talking about a show on Hulu. Mm-hmm. Ah. You know who I'd like to see win the Rumble? I don't, I don't, I don't think it'll happen at least this year. Zach Ryan. Matt Riddle. I really, I really like Matt Riddle. What about Sin Cara? Uh, that's Sin Cara. Weird. Hey, screw it. What? Yeah, what yeah. made you think of Sin Cara, B Rob? What, what, what's that about? Because I'm scrolling through this roster like I was telling you. Matt <laughs> 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 Riddle. So you got the to the end of Would you guys Bro. be in Matt? Would you be interested in seeing Matt Riddle and Brock Lesnar? Yeah, I, I would. But the thing is, like Matt Riddle. And here's the thing. I mean, he's he's doing great in NXT. I think that he, you know, has sort of a groundswell behind him, similar to, not the same, but similar to Velveteen Dream. And I feel like he could take on Brock, but the problem is, is he's like kind of putting the cart before the horse, so to speak, right? Because he's over here saying, like, see, Bill Goldberg, that's your problem. You know, if you, you know, it, if, you know, you didn't go out there, you know, bring your old butt out there, then, you know, you'd be fighting me. And you know that you couldn't beat me, blah, blah, blah. Or he says this about Brock Lesnar. It's like, dude, you haven't even really competed for a title except for maybe one or two takeovers in NXT, let alone do anything on the main roster. So it's just weird to be trying to build up these WrestleMania feuds, I don't know, two or three years in advance with guys that don't even necessarily know who you are. Well, that doesn't mean shit. Look at Braun Strowman. Look at Elias. Um and other people that they just slingshot right up to the motherfucking main roster and they just do better there than they ever did at NXT. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, it could absolutely happen. It's just I feel like, for whatever reason, NXT isn't giving him the North American Championship, you know, isn't giving him the NXT Championship title shot, you know, and things of that nature. So I feel like they're, like, waiting on him, kind of like with Keith Lee. I mean, that dude, you know, you know B-Rob, we saw him mm. in NXT, and it just blows my mind that the Evolve show was not Adam Cole versus Keith Lee, that they put Akira Tozawa in there. I just, just don't understand that. It, it could have, they could have torn the house down, Adam Cole and Keith Lee. Keith Lee's good. I don't know how far he'll make it on the main roster, but he's good. Yeah. I mean, it's just, just like, uh, I don't, I, I think they're going to blow it with Velveteen Dream as much as I do not want that to happen. I think so does everyone else in the WWE universe, but they're a thousand percent going to. Yeah, it's just a lot of things have to happen before they even entertain the idea of putting certain people on the main roster. One, Brock Lesnar has to be long fucking gone. Two, oh yeah, done to take a needs to be long fucking gone. <laughs> Three, Shane McMahon needs to be long fucking <laughs> gone. Four, Triple H needs to be where the fuck he at. Stay there, <laughs> just behind the curtain, not, or, not in front of the curtain. Or how about how about with with Shane? Like even more than that, I, I feel like it's kind of a Vince thing. You know, maybe Vince McMahon needs to be long gone, or at least somewhat removed from the picture. And I don't know if you guys heard about this, but Vince McMahon had an interview with someone. I can't remember exactly who, but um, he had said 
that he had brought in uh, Haman and Bischoff because he said, you know, I just can't be so in the weeds anymore. You know, and this is going to let yep, me I read get that. out of the weeds. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, whoa, that tells me that it's at least the first inkling of let me not run every single thing and every single word that everyone says in the scripts. Well, yeah, that's what I, that's immediately what I thought when you, because Paul Heyman and well, not so. I'm, I can't speak so much for Eric Bischoff, but Paul Heyman specifically, he used to work and do the SmackDown shit. And you even heard from Paul Heyman's mouth how much those two bumped heads about shit. So Paul Heyman is not the one that you bring in and micromanage. So that's what gave me the inkling to where Vince might actually be, you know, kind of stepping back a little bit. Then two would make me think that as well. He done dumped all this money in the what in tight Titan Entertainment or whatever the fuck or Alpha Entertainment for this XFL shit that's coming up here in the next six months or so. So Oh man. Yeah. So that's he got a lot of shit going on. So he put people in place that he wouldn't have to be too much hands on with that he know that can handle the shit. I don't know so much about this Eric Bischoff guy. I don't know, you may have heard of him. But I, you know, <laughs> but I, that that one kind of kind of scares me. But the advantage of having a Bischoff in there, he has the uh, hindsight of a lot of things. So he fucked up a lot of shit, and he has not fucked up a lot of shit. So I mean, he has a lot of <laughs> things to you know to draw from as far as experience goes. So we all we can do is wait and see. Well, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you oh, this, no, you, you go. You go to, I was going to switch topics, so you go. Okay, well, I just, I just want to say this. Uh, sorry about that. Just uh, Bischoff and Heyman, uh, for example, like, I want everybody to know this, too, that I think it was Forbes magazine that was reporting this, but apparently USA Network, they're the ones who wanted raw reunion. So it's not like, I know some people are, like, on Twitter looking around being like, oh, man, nothing's, just, you know, nothing's changed at all. They got DX coming out here and all this crap and sucks. And the thing is, USA Network wanted a ratings gainer, you know, and they got it, not in the way that Raw 1000 was, but they got, you know, a ratings gainer uh, in about 3.5 million people watching Raw. So, I mean, that was definitely an improvement. But the bottom line is they wanted them to have sort of a catch-all special before these guys. So it kind of gives them the momentum with all these viewers or whatever, and then they can carry that forward into something else and then hopefully carry out their own vision. And I feel like guys like Kevin Owens, I almost want to, I mean, I hate to credit him like sort of prematurely, but I feel like that was like a Bischoff idea. <laughs> Bischoff goes, okay, I'm not going to take over till whenever, but you get Kevin Owens kind of started and I will make this work. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I just, I just kind of feel like that's the thing. Cause I doubt Vince goes, Hey, you know what? Why don't I get Kevin Owens just randomly come out and like bury my son? That seems like, yeah, yeah, that, that's a decision I'll make. That's, that's what, you know, Vince McMahon's done in the past is definitely make sure that McMahon's aren't on TV too much for sure. Yeah got to be his call mm-hmm. so when when does it stop when does the pain go away with the big man never officially never it'll never <laughs> go away it might get minimized but it's never gonna go away well, well i'm talking about on screen mcmahon's right now so specifically shane <laughs> well i think SummerSlam, man because you're not kevin he's not gonna beat kevin owens so you know <laughs> no i think kevin owens like freaking puts him through a table and that when I say through a table, I'm talking like maybe 10 feet off the ground or something, you know, and it's just like he, he gets taken out in a stretcher or some junk like that. And 
you know, the others don't dare mess with him because he's all of a sudden this kind of badass guy or something of that nature, akin to like those apron power bombs that he was doing to like Sami Zayn and others where there was no repercussions. People just kind of mess with him after that. Mm-hmm. But I would say that mid 2020, and the reason is because of AEW uh, in conjunction with the XFL, not because AEW is going to take down WWE or anything. I don't think so. However, I do think that they're going to make the network nervous for having a competitive network product that's on TV, even if it is on a Wednesday, they can start kind of looking at the advertising and everything. When they go to do the upfronts for fall 2020, all of a sudden AEW is maybe gaining traction for TNT. And at the same time, Vince is having to put his money and time and effort into this XFL stuff, you know, blimp crashes and everything else that he's going to probably have to deal with. And, you know, cause you guys probably saw the 30 for 30 documentary. And so you're just not going to have time, you know, or network patients to be able to deal with WWE's follies and lacking ratings at that point. So you're going to have to feed that control over to those other guys. Mm-hmm. Word. Yeah. And the thing I think with AEW going on Wednesdays, I truly don't think they're out there to try to kill WWE. I really don't think they are. Like, yeah, competition's always going to be there. But I think like they legitimately just wanted to make a good wrestling product. Well, yeah, I agree with that to an extent, but they need to stop doing that other bullshit that they always do when they have a fucking show so far. They say or mention some type of shit about WWE. Just leave it, leave it the fuck alone. Just put on your goddamn show and carry on with the plan of the day. Why? What did they do at uh, Fight for the Fawn? Counter- I know it's a double or nothing. Counter-programming. They not, we're not going to counter-program anybody. Motherfucker, just shut up and do your show. Thank the people for and coming thing, out. This was- this is at the end when they were presenting the check too. Yeah. They're presenting the check to the charity. And that's when Cody goes like, yeah, this is not, you cannot counter program us and all this stuff. And then extreme rules just kick crap out of like every pay-per-view, including WWE's uh, in the past, like let's say year. And so, I mean, it yeah, was, extreme it was rules incredible. Good. Yeah. And by the way, guys, I don't know if you know about this, you know, you want to talk about AEW competing with WWE. How about this? So last night was UFC 240. This is, you know, big, you know, premier event with, you know, two titles on the line, including Chris Cyborg in action. And you would think that that'd be the number one trend, but actually the number one trend, at least for about like the prime time, I would say, like, let's say from like seven to nine, um, on Twitter was Smackville, this WWE house show in Nashville. So that just goes to show what WWE can do when they just decide to compete. Whatever. No, but the random thing I was going to say earlier, because we were talking about guys getting pushes and sick of people. Why do you feel that no one's ever sick of Randy Orton? Well, <laughs> I don't know. Well, as of current. I feel he, I feel Randy Orton doesn't get the Cena or the go the fuck home like Triple H or the Undertaker or even like Charlotte or someone who's like, why Randy Orton's been around just as long as Cena. But no one ever bitches about Orton, yeah. ever. Well, Orton knows when to go and when to come. He's, I think that's what I'm saying. He, he's good, cause, but that's the thing. Like The fact that Orton's going for the WWE title, no one's bitching about that. No one is. Yeah, because he's not oversaturated like everybody else. He he stay for a little bit, and then when he want to take time off, he go the fuck away and he leave. And then he come back and you like, think, oh, shit, like, RKO. Like after, yeah, like after Kofi's feud, if he doesn't win the title, he'll probably go away for a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I also think it's the RKO that's saving him. 
because that's just a worldwide thing now. Yeah, every indie motherfucker does it. <laughs> like everyone knows what the RKO is, whether you're a wrestling fan or not. Yeah, the the front. Oh yeah, I mean, not to mention these guys. I mean, you want to talk about the RKO? It's being used in supermarkets. It's being used on basketball courts. If you guys have been seeing these like weird wrestling matches that are broken out out of nowhere, um, I don't know if it's like the legacy of Shiloh Greaves or what, but I mean, it just seems like there there's these there's these like wrestling matches and or fights or choreographed whatever that just like break out out of nowhere that you guys have probably been seeing on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, I just and it reminds me of the Booker T versus Stone Cold. And that sounds awesome. Yeah, I just seen the one, um, the latest one in Walmart. Ah, <laughs> uh, they did it. Without, they did one in Walmart without you. Yeah, I know, man. I'm, he hashtag not in my Walmart. Yeah, and, and when I say that, <laughs> I don't mean like you can't do that in my Walmart or they won't allow it. I'm just saying nothing like that ever happens in my Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. How many? Exactly. How many of the How many of the employees at that Walmart know you? Only one. <laughs> I mean, I'm, well, one that I actively talk to. I know one guy over there, he uh, a freaking photographer and shit, and we just chatted up every time I see him. He, he said, oh, man, you still doing the podcast? Said, yeah, man. I said, you still taking pictures? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I got one person I, I can mingle with when I go. But I, I don't doubt that they they know of me, not from videos or whatever, because I'm just there all the goddamn time and they just know my face. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Haven't been there. Wow. Yeah. But Haven't been there in a minute. I need to go I, back. I was going to say between that and that, that super humming guy, the, the dude who, superhuman guy, oh, who superhuman, like, yeah. takes his shirt off and like jumps in the barbed wire and <laughs> like that. Like, that's like half of Twitter now. It's just like random. Oh, that's that guy who just jumps off his deck onto random things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck this shit. <laughs> that guy is. That guy is hysterical. Yeah, he's going to be at somebody's wrestling show here pretty soon. With Joey Janela. Yeah, like, there I you think go. he's uh, like it, it says special guest, but you know they got to have him interact with Janela somehow. Mm-hmm. With all the buzz that, that was you know generated on Twitter and. People saying, oh, he's got to go to Janela's show and he's got to take him a white claw or who knows what. Those kinds of little indie things, inside things that happen. Mm-hmm. So, um, what's, bring, a, bring, what? what's a white claw? White claw is just like alcoholic, like, what is it, like a flavored water with like alcohol or something, I think. Alcoholic water? Well, so it's like, you know how like they used to have like seltzer waters, you know, and things like that, where it's like, you know, carbonated water, but it's like cherry flavor or something like that. Mm-hmm. I think of it kind of like that, or like those commercials where you see these people like cliff diving for truly. I, I think it's similar to that. I could be wrong. I mean, I could be wrong with this, Nick, but is it more of a Northeastern thing? Because we don't see that too much in the South. We don't see too much white. Yeah, a lot of here. people around here are drinking it. Oh, it's, it's in Walmart. I, I've seen it. I just don't know what the fuck it is. <laughs> I'm looking at a photo of Aleister Black kneeing the shit out of Cesaro's face. Mm-hmm. How good, God, Aleister Black how needs good, to be champion. How good was that match when they had it, him and Cesaro? Oh, that, that extreme rule. I thought it was going to be a squash, honestly. Were you yeah. in favor of Black or... Yeah, I, 
Yeah, because it was Black's debut. I thought I was honestly expecting just the black mask, and that was it. Nah, you can't do that. This is a girl. Well, you never know at this company. What? This is true. <laughs> well, hell, Dream Theory got squashed at WrestleMania, guys. Uh, or, or what was it? Or, yeah, yeah, he got squashed at WrestleMania, didn't he? Against Samoa Joe? Yeah. He had less time than the women for the 24-7 title backstage. <laughs> yeah, Kelly Kelly was 24-7 champ. I was happy about that. And then Candice Michelle won it. So <laughs> I got it. Pat Patterson and Gerald Briscoe. I thought that was smart. See, I like that yes. they said that. Honest, but I wish they would have had bigger legends. Like it would have been cool to see Kevin Nash win it. Honestly, man, you know he came bend down with them knees, bro. <laughs> yeah, or, but you know that that would have been pretty legit. Or even if, like in the ring, like when DX was all in there, somehow they all end up being twenty four seven champion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like hey, you, you guys notice? You guys notice when Trip? You guys know when Triple H comes out and does his thing one. Never wears his Hall of Fame ring, but two, they have yet to refer him as WWE Hall of Famer. Because he doesn't want it. He doesn't want them to do that. So I, so I wonder why they well, he's acting for another two years. He's acting for another two years, I think. He mm-hmm. signed a three-year contract, I think, last, not this WrestleMania, but WrestleMania 34. So he's Wait, like Triple H actually, talent. He, he yeah, actually he's an active wrestler for, for yeah. three years. He has his job. Yeah. He has his job. And he has a wrestling contract, so he gets paid twice. It's kind of like what um, Cody and the Bucks and all them do over there. They're they have they're paid for their position in the company, and they're paid as performers. Yeah, that's why he's making all that money, just like Shane McMahon. Or no, I think Shane McMahon's just a performer. I don't think he's really doing much. Like I think he helps, but I don't think he's like a paid writer or anything like that. Mm-hmm. No, I don't think yeah, like EVP or anything. I, I mean, he wasn't. Yeah, I think Shane's on more on the. Years. I think Shane's more on the performing side. Yeah, he's in the middle of his midlife crisis right now. <laughs> just jumping off shit. Just, just because. <laughs> well, just oh, what about Bobby Lashley? No one should get a push. You're like, do you love me yet, Father? I'm gonna jump off this shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> When's oh, Bobby Lashley going to get a push? Never. You know, it's not that. Actually, so. today, I watched the Raw after Mania from 2018. So, and when Lashley came out, the place went nuts. Then if you even go to Extreme Rules last year when he beat Roman, I can just I think it was because no one expected it. That place went nuts. And now it's like a year later, and like no one cares about Bobby Lashley. I think that's because of the way. I think it's because of the way he got booked. You, you speaking of Big E and uh, Bobby Lashley, I would like to see that match for some reason. That'd be good, and and you know what? I mean, there'd be a good build too, right? Because Bobby Lashley would be like, you know, you're over here, you think everything's just funny games, you know, and I've had the sweat, you know, I'm a real MMA fighter and all these kinds of things, right? So, you know, you can have the New Day kind of cracking jokes at at him, sort of like how I, I sort of think of it like how New Day was approaching the Vaude villains. You remember where like Vaude Villain's supposed to be like this like kind of throwback, sort of like the revival. Oh, they were terrible. Were, like, mm-hmm. You know, but like so like instead of having bootios, this is one of my favorite moments ever. Uh, they did. They went to a time machine, and so they gave him dairy oh, yep. mm-hmm. That was great. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of the best like best raw moments I've ever seen. Um, but but anyway, yeah. So I, I just think that Big E and Bobby Lashley would be a really good match. Mm-hmm. 
They need to get Baron Corbin off TV. Uh, they need to get him you out of that. So? They need to get him out of that sweater vest thing, whatever they're wearing. That's what they need. Yeah, that's too. Um, but to loop it around to the new day again, I, I wanted to bring this up. We all talking about Kofi because he is the current title holder. We talk about Big E and his potential, whatever. But what the fuck about Xavier Woods, man? He's been a multiple time tag champion. But do we see anything for him even at a mid card level? I mean that. The most champion? I could see, the most I could see is I think we've all talked about like a triple throw with them. That's as far, but I don't honestly, I don't see the three of them like ever officially splitting. Like maybe like, but Xavier Woods is always going to be tied to one of them. Mm-hmm. Like I don't see yeah. three single stars in them. Like I could see honestly, if they did the whole Big E heel turn, I could see Xavier going with him and being like his manager. And, but I could also see him staying with Kofi and being more of a tag team with Kofi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I see Xavier going for, like, let's say, the U.S. title or the Intercontinental on his own, um, you know, to some degree. But especially when we talk about Big E getting a push, you know, I hate to say, guys, but I'm not sure that Xavier necessarily wants to be champion. I'm not saying that, you know, if they said, hey, do you want to be champion? He'd say, sure. But that he wants to try to, like, change things because the three of them are, like, doing so well. And, the other thing is up, up, down, down is like its own enterprise, mm-hmm. you know, and he's over here, the e-sports kind of things. And it's like opening up these whole new avenues for WWE. Yeah. I think he's going to be set up for life when he leaves. Cool, Xavier? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're all set. And then plus he got a doctorate too, so. <laughs> <laughs> I know, that's so crazy, man. You know, because I remember I was like, why is he like at, Xavier Woods PhD. I'm like, how weird character is that? And then I watched that uh, E60 special on ESPN. I was like, oh, he is actually a PhD. Holy crap. And then I remember that he was also Consequences Creed, and I was like, how are they the same guy? <laughs> it just goes to show how like one, a company can ruin somebody, and that WWE isn't the only one that like holds people back or you know kind of restricts their 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 character or their greatness. Because I mean, he's definitely come on way more in WWE than he ever did in uh, TNA and Impact. Mm-hmm. That is true. Speaking of Impact. I like forget I forget he was even there. I never forget. <laughs> remember when he huh? put, remember when he used to put water in his hair when he'd come out and put an entrance? <laughs> and he would like splash his hair back and all the water would go all over the place. He thought that shit was cool. Yeah. I honestly don't see the New Day breaking up, though, realistically. I think they bring way too much money to the business to break them up. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, unless they have some sort of WrestleMania-level feud. like That's like the only way I could see it is either something that happens in, say, Royal Rumble or Elimination Chamber kind of thing, or if it leads to something at WrestleMania because it could make Boku's money for the company, and then, okay, yeah, we had to break them up, but we did it at the highest level. Can we get rid of uh, TLC and goddamn Hell in the Cell pay-per-views? No, no. We should. We, we should, though, because because isn't it weird, guys? And even with Extreme Rules, right? Like, you know, you have WrestleMania, and you can't just have, like, an Extreme Rules match. But all of a sudden, everyone's like, you know what? I had a problem with you because of what you did on Moment of Bliss. So we're going to get a stream or all of a sudden we need to fight in hell in a cell. And it's like, wait a minute. But like, 
it was never a problem before. This was never like an issue before, but all of a sudden now everyone needs to fight and sell this month, but only this month and not after. Mm -hmm. Isn't that kind of strange? Or like, oh, we need to have a TLC match or, you know, and, and oh, so do we. Oh, you know what? Uh, so do, what is it? Uh, I'm trying to remember. El Torito and Hornswoggle. They need to have one too. <laughs> I feel like, honestly, at Extreme Rules, were there any certain type of matches besides like an Extreme Rules match? Like they, they used to do like a ladder match there too, like every once in a while. Or, or is it just they had like last man standing? They, they had last man standing, but they could have done that at any pay per view. The one between uh, Braun and uh, that's, Lashley. That's what I'm saying. Like TLC can go away. Oh wait, well, not TLC. Well, yeah, TLC probably could stay around. No, no, no. TLC can go away. Money in the bank can stay. <laughs> that's, I'll get those two mixed up. They got fucking ladders and shit. But yeah, yeah. TLC can go away. Hell in a Cell can go away. Um, extreme rules. No, nah, you, if you're not gonna have TLC, you got to keep extreme rules. Okay, yeah. So, yeah. Well, you can keep it because then you could put TLC in the extreme rules kind of thing, you know, and you mm -hmm. can have the last man standing and those. But see, I don't mind having TLC. I don't mind TLC and extreme rules because TLC is usually a quality match. It's like you have a ladder match, you have a tables match, you're, like you're gonna get that. So it's kind of like the second extreme rules of the year, which I like. So actually, you know what? You're, you're right, Nick. Except, please, for the love of God, no stairs matches ever again. Or chairs. Oh, yeah, and of course, who was a big show and like Eric Rowan? It, it, something like that. It was terrible. God, it, it was just like um, dinosaurs like laboring around. It was it was terrible. Yes. Um, the stairs but, match. They had a chairs match. <laughs> I just want them to bring back blood. Why? Why? Why do you want them Why to not? get the hep hepatitis and all that? <laughs> <laughs> why not? Why do you want to give them WWE the, presents hepatitis in a cell? Why do you want to give them the Carlos Colon forehead or the Devon forehead or the Abdullah the Butcher forehead? Why the you want Dusty that for them Rhodes people? forehead? Why do you want that for them people? Yeah, because why not? It's fun. No, it's not. You don't do it. That's why it's fun. <laughs> hey, it's fun to watch. Jeff Hardy. Speak, speaking of like Devon, you said, what about Jeff Hardy getting arrested again? What about Jimmy? or Jimmy Uso getting arrested? Again, <laughs> yeah, Jimmy is so again too. Yeah, we talked about that, but I feel every time Jeff Hardy gets hurt, he gets arrested. Because mm -hmm. you never, since he's came back in 2017, you have the two times he got arrested was both when he was injured. You've never seen him like do anything stupid while he's actually good. That is, you think I'm kind of pissed. I'm kind of pissed they did nothing. The pain kind of thing, like I'm, you know what I mean? I, I don't know. You know, you think it's has to do with. With the medication and stuff like that, I don't know. Maybe it makes him get down, or he's you know he's, he's like out of action. So you know you kind of feel like you're not as useful, kind of thing. I don't, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Well, I did think I did think him and Randy Orton put on a good hell on that yeah. show. Well, you know what's going to happen since um, one of the Usos got arrested again. They're going to the win the title. Yeah, they're going to win the title. <laughs> <laughs> Every time one of the motherfuckers got I arrested, see Jeff or Matt. Well, Jeff or Matt need to win the WWE title while they're back. Nah. Yeah. Nah, it's okay. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> I mean, I don't want them to, but I, I see what you're saying, Nick. Like, I understand how it's like a legacy kind of thing, you know, especially if it is a TLC nah, situation. Legacy and that, was you know, a, Jeff Hardy one more time off a 20-foot ladder. Yeah, legacy was a boo-boo staple, too. <laughs> okay, at <laughs> least, okay, if you're not going to give Jeff or Matt at least one good single title, at least give them one more good thing. Yeah, retirement. Hall of Fame induction. 
<laughs> right, how, how about this? How about this, Rob? It's a it's a GTFH match, right? At TLC or whatever other abbreviation. Ooh, I'm intrigued. Jeff Hardy versus The Undertaker, right? And one of them has to leave. Has to leave. If they lose, right? So it's like a retirement match. Ooh, Jeff Hardy versus ooh. Undertaker. You know, Jeff Hardy going to win because they have history. You remember when um him and Undertaker had that match and he gave him his prize? Man, 2002. Yeah, yeah. And then he got Undertaker's respect. Yeah, there you go. So there you go. Oh, you see? yeah. See, there you so, go. And they can do so a Rob, montages. Would, so, Rob, how would you feel if Undertaker did fight another match, but as the American badass? <laughs> Is it his last match? I'm I'm dying to see it. It's never going to happen. Is it his I'm last match? Never going to. Answer my question. Is it his last match? 50-50. Well, fuck and no. <laughs> I will. I will. It's on audio right now. I will not watch another Undertaker match unless <laughs> it is his last match. Confirmed. No shit. Last match. I will not watch another one. If he if he happens to be in attendance to a place where I am live, I will bury my head in my phone or I will go stand in the restroom until the shit is over. That's how <laughs> you're you're such a fool. Th- that's how I feel about it. Fuck that dude. You know, speaking of him, you know he didn't want to win in two thousand three after he lost that match to McMahon. You know he didn't want to come back as the dead man. He wanted to continue doing like his thing that the badass. Well, he should really, be. yeah. I just want him to talk like a normal goddamn person now. <laughs> I just want John Cena to stay heel. So wait, you want so basically you want Undertaker to go through whatever Nikki Cross went, and all of a sudden she talks normal, just like in an accent. Nick Cross, like Nick. Oh, Cross. I'm not crazy anymore. Yeah, she doesn't talk normal. <laughs> 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 oh, like, oh, Nick, you know what? I don't think you're on the call for this one, but we were talking about how, how bad it was when Nick and Cross hosted Moment of Bliss. Oh, man. Oh, that was yeah. Like oh, so three bad. minutes to sit through. That was, that was almost like oh, yeah. Bailey, This Is Your Life. I mean, oh, ooh, that was bad. Uh, I don't understand. Or the old day. The old day. That was also really terrible. I don't understand what's their fascination with people who have, like, obvious uh, issues speaking, like, clear English to want to give them a microphone all the goddamn time. <laughs> oh, man. I, I I don't know, man. It, it, well, actually, okay, now here's the thing. And this isn't just like guys with accents. Um, did you guys see some of those like Ricochet promos in NXT? Oof, man. Ricochet? I mean, oh, yeah. He's yeah. Got, that, that, I think that's the only thing holding them back. Yeah. Oof, man. They're, they're rough. They're rough, man. I mean... Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've seen Shinsuke Nakamura, who, you know, to be fair to him, he has limited English and stuff. I've seen Shinsuke give better promos than Ricochet, to be honest. Mm-hmm. The best one. I had no speak of English. <laughs> <laughs> Me to fake. Right? Where you, you know, and the guy so who, do you think, so who do you guys think some of the best in the, on, on the mic? I think Samoa Joe's up there. Yeah. Samoa Joe. Yeah. In- I love that promo he did. Right before Elimination Chamber, when he pretty much cut it, came out there and ripped on everyone. Mm-hmm. I want to see him at least get the title once. Yeah. Yes. For sure. I thought um, they I dropped think, the ball I think with the him. Miz, when, I think the Miz is actually pretty good on the mic, to be honest. Yeah. Heel Miz. Heel Miz is definitely better on the mic. Heel Miz. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That's the one. Not the one who's advertising for his show and all this kind of stuff. But yeah, yeah when, when just like Miz, Heel Daniel Bryan. 
Yeah, uh, MJF is a motherfucker right now, boy. Oh, honestly, I feel promo. Think about it. I feel heels are better at promos than faces. Name one face in the company right now that's gonna kill a promo. Hey, and I told you, man. If if you're not a good, a genuinely good person in real life, you can't cut a promo anyway. Remember you can that? tell. Remember? Like even when I went to I went to a house show two weeks ago, and Seth, like you can just tell, like he's not saying he's an ass because he's probably not like a huge ass, maybe a little ass, but uh, he like you can tell, like he's not into doing because he closed the show, so his music was going. He's doing the lap around the ring. You can tell, like, when Roman does it, Roman's, like, happy. Like, yep, this is me. Like, I love what I'm doing. Seth's like, fuck, I'm the top guy. I have to do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think, I think, John Cena, I, think yeah, I think, I think everyone sees through Seth. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, I think John Cena, here's the thing. John Cena has always been sort of a face, or at least like a tweener at the mo- at you know, at the worst. But I feel like he's been really good on the mic. And I'm not talking about when he was doing those rap lyrics. Like, I feel like he's actually been pretty good. In his promos. Oh, yeah. Cena can cut in the promo. I like going back and watching the... You can just type it in. It's like a war. When he was facing Roman. Yeah. He was pretty much just shitting on Roman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nobody can fuck. Yeah. Or, even with, or even with The Rock. With, with The Rock. I love it. When, when, uh, when he took out the shirt or whatever, says, I bring it via satellite. Oh, that was that was so good. That Rock Cena... I think it was Rock Cena 2. That feud was like the best because they really kind of elevated it to which, another level. Which the feud again? Sorry, the second uh, one. They Rock had. versus Cena two. I think it was WrestleMania twenty nine, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, I, ne- I never got into that. I was away because mm-hmm. they did one. Because because basically what happened was, see, The Rock kind of brought me back into wrestling. To be honest, because I was like, oh, I'm not really watching. Don't really care, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And then The Rock went on like the Tonight Show, and he was advertising WrestleMania, and I was like, wait a minute, The Rock is fighting John Cena. I was like, oh, okay this might be worth it, you know? And so the rock is like this, you know, Hollywood movie star at this point, uh, at least for the, the second one. And Cena is making fun of him being the part-timer. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, the, and so the thing is, you know, Cena is sort of the fan favorite going against the rock and the rock is sort of, look, I don't need to be there. I don't need to be there every night because the thing is I've earned my stripes, you know, and they're over here doing these promos and stuff over, you know, over video and, and things of that nature, you know, never really face to face. And it was, it was really good. The kind of promos that they were able to cut on each other. And it really felt real, you know, even though it was, you know, of course it's for TV and whatnot, but I mean, they really ramped that up to a new level. That was when rock said that he looked like a big bowl of fruity pebbles mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and stuff like that. The rock's always going to be the man on the mic. Everyone, I think everyone can agree on that one. Mm-hmm. But I think that's yeah. what is WWE is missing. Like, there's no rock. Like, there's no Stone Cold. Like, I know they're trying so hard with Roman, but no one's got the perfect picture like The Rock or Stone Cold. Or even like, you know, like Ric Flair. Like, there, there's nothing like that. Like, there's no one. Like, I felt like, even if, like, in the 90s, before The Rock wrestled, I mean, we did movies, everyone knew who The Rock was. Everyone knew who Stone Cold was. Well, see, that's the thing. Yeah, but that's because they let them be them to a certain extent. It, you, you, there is somebody there making uh, what was the name? Kobe Lopez be Seth Rollins right now. You know, Seth Rollins. Yeah. You know, he ain't. That's not him. You know, I believe. Yeah. They they just like they're actors. 
And, you know, there's a lot of things that people have qualms with. If you want motherfucking actors, you need to hire some actors. If you want wrestlers, you hire motherfucking wrestlers. And the perfect thing is that interview that John Moxley did with uh, Chris Jericho. I don't know if you guys guys heard that or whatever, yeah. but that is just the epitome of the problems when it comes to writing. What B Rob's talking about with uh, someone just basically, you know, wanting actors, you know, and sort of writing scripts, making it more like a play kind of situation, and we're we're seeing that, you know, we're we're seeing that we're seeing these bad script reads. Like, did you guys see on SmackDown? Did you guys see uh, Fire and Desire talking backstage? When they talk about oh, like, they win the, the yeah, title like, shot and they're going to get a yeah, title yeah. shot next week. Yeah. That, oh, my God. Who wrote that? Like, how was that allowed to stay in the show? You know, like. But what I, I mean, don't get is, that was a live promo. I don't even know why they made that a live promo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just like recorded. Just, you know what I mean? Where it's like, oh, one of those things where someone doesn't talk that well. And then they're like, oh, well, you know, she talked about it earlier today. And then they show like the little picture in picture or whatever. Just do that. Mm-hmm. And, and have her practice it a couple times. They do it with Bailey all the time. Mm-hmm. So, no women can really cut promos really good either, I don't think, right now. Alexa's probably the best, but that being said, yeah. that's, not, that's not great. You know, she's like good, but not great. You know, think, what, woman was, what woman was, yeah, AJ Lee was probably one of the better ones of all time. Not all time, I should, but one of the better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I couldn't tell. Oh, Ronda Rousey certainly couldn't do it. Ronda talked. Those were brutal. Yeah, she Ronda talked till she ran out of breath. She'd be like, I'm going to kick you. Yeah, exactly. It's like, breathe, woman. Like, bend your knees and stuff, you know? Like, like you know, don't lock your knees so you faint. But I'll tell you who can cut one, and it's actually in, in NXT right now, is Shayna Baszler. Mm-hmm. I think Shayna Baszler. Because she that, can really. Oh, I, I'm trying really so hard face. to like her, but I can't. But that's that's who she that's is. Though. I don't like her, but I respect. I like hate respect her kind of thing. But that's who Shayna Baszler is. So, you know, she just and 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 remember, remember she like kicked. I, I forgot who she fought. Oh, she fought Mia Yim. That's what it was. And she like kicked her right in the head, and she stomped on her arm in the Houston NXT. Mm-hmm. And you know the crowd was all booing or whatever. And at that point, Shayna Baszler just has such a ring presence. She goes to the middle of the ring kind of like spreads her arms like she does for her entrance and is just like blowing kisses to the crowd like yes that is right you're welcome you're welcome I did that yeah. just just soaks it up I mean she is such a heel it's wonderful yeah but um gentlemen before we put a pin in this thing what could WWE you know I'm not saying as far as their company or whatever the freak it is but for you as the freaking viewer, what could they do? One thing they could do, or maybe two, to um, make it more enjoyable for you. Oh God! And you said you want to wrap it up now. Mm-hmm. Um, <sighs> I gotta say, I'm gonna say two things. One, I'm a Brock Lesnar mark. We all are. Everyone is. Not me. But he can be. He can be around. Just get the damn title off of him. And that's that's your crux. If he's around, he's gonna have some belts. But it's not because when he first came back, he didn't have the title for like two years and was in some good feuds. Triple H, I think he did. He did another one with CM Punk. He had the Taker one. Like, put him in those ones, and then um, is what the TV I guess, people. I guess I don't know. I guess give like 
listen to the fans sooner rather than later. Like if someone's hot, jump right on that. Mm-hmm. Like Ricochet. Not saying he should already be like universal champion or maybe anything like that, but he's hot right now. Give him that feud and see what happens. Like, you know, I don't know. All right. Okay. Or shit. One thing I think that'd be cool is when they're in the middle of a match and they know one dude's over so well, like, fuck, change the match. <laughs> Tell that ref, yeah, we're switching the ending. Maybe. What'd you get? That's Mike? mine. So, for me, it's really two things. You know, I think that, kind of like I mentioned before, unpredictability is definitely going to be the best thing. It's, and when I think about it, guys, I'm not saying, like, every moment has to be edge of your seat. Oh, my God, I can't believe that happened. But we need to have some more unpredictability. Like, for example, um, on Raw, when when uh, Bobby Lashley put Braun Strowman through the LED board, I mean, that's like the holy S moment, you know, and people just go bonkers. And then the cameras cut kind of like to an up and to the right uh, function. So you're not actually seeing the Back guys move around. Right. You're not seeing what Back they're, what they're the doing right. on the stretchers and all those kinds of things. Don't tell me when falls are happening. Don't tell me that after this commercial break, we're going to get a good promo or whatever, whatever. Some of the best moments that I can think of were unpredictable, you know, whether it's Vince McMahon. I'm not saying Vince McMahon needs to blow up in a limo or anything like that, but that was certainly unpredictable. The bedpan incident, Austin throwing the belt in the river, um, all those kinds of things could happen. And it's just these writers, for whatever reason, don't want to allow it to happen. And speaking of which, my second point is I think that they need to just let the wrestlers go a little bit more. And I'm not saying they get to like write every single moment of their matches, but those promos, you know, they need to, let's say, maybe run the promo, tell them they have like a minute and a half, and this is the general angle that you're going to be doing. You come up with the lines, you get them approved by like creative or by Bischoff or Heyman, and then maybe final approval by McMahon, but that's it. It's not this rewrite the script for you. You figure it out based on the angle or based on the arc that we're going to give you, and then you go from there. And I think that's just organic and good, and it's it's, you know, the way that people actually talk. And so it feels real because it is uh, versed in reality. Word. And um, stop holding on to nostalgia. So let them old motherfuckers go home. Let them, <laughs> them like, not there you go. TV. <laughs> is that your only one? Pretty much. Just let that old shit die. Be 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 like Kylo Ren in uh, was that the Force Awakens or whatever the uh, what, what was that when he was talking about just let the past die, just get that Rogue old, One. That's Rogue One. You way off, homeboy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess I guess I am. I guess I am. I, I, I actually hadn't seen a Star Wars in a little while. Yeah. No. Hey, Rob. Yes. You know who Taker reminds me of, and you? I think you can agree with this comparison. Old Yeller. Taker's like Taker's like that <laughs> twenty-nine uh, year master guns, who's cool when he around, but every time he's like, man, go the fuck home so we can get promoted. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you clogging, you clogging up guns. my shit, <laughs> taking up all my boat spaces, baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's he's that goddamn motherfucker at um, Chipotle that don't know what the fuck you want, and he's just holding up my line. I already know what my menu order is. I know everything that I want to put in my burrito, and this bitch just don't know what the fuck you want. Just get the fuck out of my way so I get my shit and get the hell on. 
<laughs> I'm saying that because I'm hungry. <laughs> I'm on some jam. Yeah. Chipotle. Are you at Chipotle right now? I, I wish I was. <laughs> I made some. So good. I made some pasta, some chicken pasta for my wife, and I'm seriously debating once she leave to go to work that I might sneak out and go get some Chipotle. <laughs> there you go. No boss. I have balls, damn it. The answer to will Rob believe to go get Chipotle on next week's wrestling show. <laughs> on that note, so I can execute uh, the plan, um, I think that's about it, gentlemen. Uh, on behalf of myself, uh, Nick Anaselli, and Mike Main Event Swerve, we bid you a fond adieu, and we'll see you next time. So. I'm I'm kind of hyping myself up. I kind of want to go get this Chipotle. <laughs> I think I think you need to, but the thing is, we need picture proof because I don't believe you. Oh man, you really know balls in me. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just just text it. You know what I mean? Just text once you, once you get it, or or when you got the person in line that doesn't know what the heck they want or whatever, you know, just just send a picture of that too. But that's a, but that's <laughs> the thing though. I, I kind of like what I made too. I just being greedy. <laughs> Yeah, but here's what I'll say. It's almost 9 o'clock over there. You think it's even open still? Yeah, it's probably not. <laughs> Maybe another hour, depending on where you're at. Yeah, because I got... Yeah, I guess. The closest one to me is a ways away, so I doubt it. Let's see. Oh, wow. Let me... Let me. How close do you... Because you're both in Texas. How close is Whataburger to you guys? Oh, shit, man. Whataburger is less than a mile from my house. <laughs> <laughs> I have I have two within five miles, Nick. I'm not even kidding. No. Oh, that, that place is so good. No. Whataburger... It, it is... Whataburger is in the parking lot of Walmart by my house. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Do you ever leave? I, leave your house? I mean, you know, it's like 20 hours a day in that parking lot. Either Walmart or Whataburger, man. I mean, that's that occupies a lot of time. Oh, that food's so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get the Monterey milk. That's my shit. Yep. I'm all about the sweet and spicy bacon burger, though. That thing is like the best. Have you, have so you- one thing I do have to ask real quick before we hang up. So water burger because mm-hmm. I've had it, but I didn't. I just got a burger, but it's like I feel I had to. But it's like so McDonald's they got the Big Mac, like Burger King's got the Whopper. Like what's the water burger burger? Does that make sense? The it's pack. literally the water burger. Yeah, the water the, the water burger. It's a single meat, single meat cheese and and you know toppings or whatever you know lettuce, tomato, ketchup, pickle, onion. Okay, so that's and, uh, what I got. Yeah. Yeah, you just you, you get a Whataburger. Yeah, exactly. And then they have a Whataburger Junior, which is pretty good size too. And that's you know it's supposed to be their small like sandwich that you get like on and spicy ketchup. Yeah. Also, um, the, I think the close second to that is the um, patty milk. <laughs> yeah. 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 I've only had um, the, the burger. Oh, and then there's the uh, what is it? The barbecue. Oh yeah, that barbecue uh, burger good too. Chicken strip, the chicken strip sandwich. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, it's, like now it's time sauce, to eat. You can get it on Texas toast or the regular, the regular burger. But um, I tried a Dr. Pepper shake, and that shit is delicious. I had it last night. I, I had it last night. I was on the way home, you know, uh, and, and uh, what's called from a, from a night out, and I was like, I have some Dr. Pepper shake, and uh, I was like, you know, I want to get something. And I thought about what you said, B. Rob, and I was like, okay, I'm going to go ahead and get that, and it was delicious, man. I'm telling you, I t- you're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> How far are you guys from each other? Oh, he he's a ways away from me. I'm all the way up. Yeah, he's up like in 30, 40 miles, I think, away, and we're both in the Houston area, but yeah. I live in Pearland. Yeah, I'm, I'm, so I'm way so who's, cool, 
Who's close to like Houston, Houston, like where the Rumble will be? Um, if I take the, if I take the tollway, I'm there in like thirty or less. Yeah, I can probably get there in thirty minutes on like I forty five or the tollway to like two eighty eight. You know that kind of thing. Yeah, I mean it, it just have, it depends, and then it also with Houston, it also depends on what time of the day you plan on leaving. <laughs> Yeah, you better leave at like three if you want to get there for six. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you, you might not get there on time if you leave at like four. That's or four wild. Times. Yeah, because we. Yeah, yeah. I always make it a thing to where like I show up early and I just find a place to like go squat, get something to drink, something to eat, or something like that till the show start. It's easy Watch, with uh, NXT because you can go to uh, you can go to Hard Rock Cafe. Yeah, you know, which, which is right next door. I don't know what the hell you do with Toyota Center though. I guess you go to. Freaking McAllister's Deli or something. I don't know where you go. Well, to they, be honest, they got um Papacitos uh, right next door, but that's expensive. Oh, really? as fuck. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's great food, but yeah, man, the you one, better go take your arm and your leg. Yeah, that's your pain with. Yeah, one of the drinks it costs as much as a meal. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> oh I, man. Because I went in there, I was like, yeah, I'm gonna just give me um a drink, and uh, you know, I got the drink. It was. Like fifteen fucking dollars, and then damn, I was just like, huh, let me get something to eat. Oh, and I look shit. at, the, then I look at the goddamn food menu, and now I was like, oh shit, <laughs> the prices is kind of high. I, luckily for me, they gave me, uh, they give you free chips and dip, so I was just sitting there snacking on chips and dip with, with my high ass drink. <laughs> was did the drink at least get you buzzed? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I'm okay. I was like, if you're paying fifteen bucks and not getting buzzed, then it'd be a real bad story. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, man, let me go ahead and get this thing together. Not get Chipotle. Yeah. Not Chipotle, man. <laughs> hey, man, shut up. <laughs> I'm, okay. All right, I'll let you guys go. I'll be in touch with your boys. All right, guy. All right, latest. Yep. All right, B Rob. Thanks.